the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Michael Ely, and you hey. just heard 
Summer Snow off of the new mini album, The Rebirth of the Summer Snow, by guitarist and producer Misha Shellhaas. And you can go to his website, MishaMusic.com. He's also on Facebook and Twitter under Misha Music. And you know what? Uh, we're out in Joshua Tree now. We were just in Nashville, and now he's out in Joshua Tree. Misha, welcome back mm-hmm. to the show. How are you? Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm doing very well. A little hot, but not as hot as last week. <laughs> Oh, I know. Well, Joshua, are you getting the monsoons like we are out here in Tucson? No, we're not getting any rain, unfortunately. Oh. That that would be good. It's it's just very humid, and that makes the heat, you know, uh, a little bit more mm. difficult. I I can take it when it's dry, but when it's humid like that and not raining, you know, it's a little more difficult. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you one thing. Now that you're out in Joshua Tree, you've been out there for over a year mm-hmm. now, right? A year, two years about in Joshua Tree? About two years. Mm-hmm. About two Have years. you seen a vinegaroo yet? <laughs> this is the most important question. Now that you're going through your next summer, those little bugs uh-huh. that look little. like a scorpion, but they're not a scorpion? I have, and I had to look it up because it looked so scary, and I had never seen anything <laughs> like it before. <laughs> And um, and it ran and it ran really fast and everything. So I kind of like swiped it off the porch. Um, but I know now that they actually they won't do anything, right? No, they oh, don't. But I, I actually did. They apparently uh-huh. don't bite you. But all I know is, I I got woken up one night, and uh, they're they have pinchers. Is all I'm going to say. They they, and, they can bite. And um, yeah. Uh-huh, but anyway. Uh-huh. But anyhow, but yeah, and but they are actually really good for your garden, and they will be good okay. for your plants and and things like that. So they're they're cool insects, but they freak me out. But they're pretty cool over here mm-hmm. in yeah. southern Arizona. We have really big, big black ones like look like crabs, like the sh- the shell of them. They have a thick wow. shell, like those vinegars don't like big. They're big. They're big, and that's oh, more wow. south of us from Tucson. Michael, you, you, you're not well, freaking you those, out. Those uh, Palo Verde beetles. Oh, we like have the big beetles. Black yeah. cockroaches. So. Yeah, <laughs> and now we have the cactus mm-hmm. beetles, uh, or fig, fig mm. beetles out here. But, oh, those are beautiful. So, so with this warm weather, do you want some summer snow? Is that what you're hoping for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? Just go ski for a day on a, a big bear in the middle of winter. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the the title actually comes from a book from a friend of mine. She's she's writing a series of books um, about her life, about her past. Um, that's uh-huh. quite interesting. Uh, she's from Hong Kong, and her father was in the diamond business, and there was, you know, some family trouble and some uh, murder and some, you know, difficult wow. things. And then uh-huh. also some good things that came out of that. So she's writing uh, books about that. And her latest uh, book is called The Rebirth of the Summer Snow, and I think it is part three of her story. And she she asked me if I wanted to write a couple songs, um, mm. in you know, in for that uh, book, um, take the in- inspiration out of her story, out of the book, and everything like this. So I came up with this current uh, mini album uh, of these two songs, uh, which one we just heard, um, and the other which one great. is even more. Thank you. It's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because um, it, I can write music very well, but I can write it even or a deadline or something like that. I don't know. That's funny how that works. So, so some sometimes I really need the inspiration and the 
little like kick in the butt to like really get it finished now to a certain day and stuff like this. So we planned on releasing those two songs, you know, in combination with her book on July 4th. So that mm. was a couple of weeks ago and that's how we did that. And yeah, and both of those are inspired by her story. And the first one we just heard, you know, is a little bit uh, more like my usual stuff that I write. And the second one is even a little bit more cinematic, let's say, you know, yeah, it's yeah. even more epic melody and, you know, bigger. And you can really imagine, you know, while reading the book, you can like think in those emotions and stuff like this. So I I thought it was a fun, fun way to bridge um, time between my latest album, right? That's almost a couple of years ago, and the new one that's going to come out in spring. So, You're breaking up yeah, a little I bit, was... Misha, just to let you know. Um, oh, so we can't hear. I'm yeah, sorry just about a little that. bit. So don't don't move around. Okay. Stand still. <laughs> anyway, no. Okay, I, I, I am. Say, though, <laughs> What's interesting is that you're an instrumentalist mostly, right? And then now you're working mm-hmm. with an author with words. And I think it's really interesting because I think, and I love words, and I, I love both types of music, you know, whether you know vocalist or not. But what I think is interesting with this is it allows you to explore feelings a little bit where it's a little bit more open, especially when someone has written a book and it has that mm-hmm. um, you can put yourself into those. Sh- I want to read her books now. <laughs> I'm like, hello. We, we need her books. I was, I was googling her today. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't, hadn't heard her name. And um, so this is mm-hmm. really good to give her a shout out of what she's doing. But I think what yeah. s- Summer Snow to me is so cool because it, it, like, it is very much Misha music, but it's got like a, a mm-hmm. heavy jazz undertone, but not too heavy. You still have Nancy mm-hmm. and I always talk about you've mm-hmm. got the soaring eagle vibe with your guitar. You, mm-hmm. I don't care what song yeah. you, you can be an eagle. It's layered. Know? Yeah, you have that very layered. Very layered, but it yeah. flows, has that dynamic, uh, but that jazz and then that one part towards the end with the drums just came mm-hmm. in like ba 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 bomb. It was like so perfect. Right. So this yeah. yeah, tell us about who you recorded this with. Um, so, um, since I was time kind of like, you know, under a little bit time pressure, I didn't have the time to go out and actually play with those guys while we mm. recorded that. So I, uh, made a pre-production in my studio and I was looking for a, a friend of mine that, that, that could track the drums and the bass, um, separate from here, from my studio. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Uh, My friend Ed McClary that plays the drums in San Francisco and his buddy Stu Ham who played the bass on this. And Stu Mm. is also very um, well-known in the guitar world, guitar-related music world, because he played on all of Steve Weiss' uh, most famous albums and toured with him. And since then, he has uh, toured with all uh, guitar heroes, you can imagine, up and down, and recorded with all of them, too. He also recorded with Carl Behaien, who produced mm. my last couple albums, right? So this this time, at least for those two songs, I said, like, okay, I don't need Carl. I'm going to do this all myself. So I pulled it all together myself. And those guys recorded up in the Bay Area. And um, we just talked about the song on the phone a lot. And I sent them a version, you know, where I 
play the bass line to kind of show him like more or less what I want and I programmed some drums to just like kind of give, give the vibe why you are so fantastic musicians because you know with their experience and with their art they can just fill that in and it will you know if you talk to them just on the phone and you you know you can understand that they'll get it and that they will work towards the same idea that you have in your mind for that song and that's mm. how it turned out i mean they a couple of days later they sent me back that uh, track with the drums and the bass on it and i didn't have to do any edits anything at all everything was per- literally perfect like it is on the record now so that that mm. that um that was great and then after after that i uh, tracked all my my guitars here at my studio in uh, Joshua Tree and yeah so I, I I got that little slight slight melody that's how I started, you know, and then it grew into this more jazz fusion song, you know, later along the way. Very cool, very cool. So you're doing a lot of producing mm. out there because the Joshua Tree and like Pioneer Town. I know we've talked about Pappy and Harris mm-hmm. before, like just an awesome place to play. But that area has been a musical force. And I'm I, I'm sorry, people, but I know everybody thinks of you too. But they didn't even play there that much. But they were there. I gotta say, they're on their mm-hmm. YouTube Joshua Tree tour, so I'm not knocking them. But um, there was so much musical history. Eric Burton, Nancy's favorite, my hero. I don't know if he still does. He still mm-hmm. live out there? Do you know if he lives out there still, like out in Pioneer Town? Um, I think I think that he sold his house here last year. So he might live somewhere else up here now, or he might have moved away permanently. But I know that up until very recently, like a couple of years ago, he was steadily living here. Yeah. I think he went to Jamaica. Yeah, I know the house. I know the house <laughs> that he had. I think it was Rick Wakeman's house. Rick Wakeman, we mm-hmm. met his wife, and um, it, this is this beautiful property that mm-hmm. you could just because I saw the one video when he did the album Water. Um, yeah, Water. Water. And uh, I saw the video of that, and I know that property because I photographed the heck out of that property when they were selling it. And um, Rick Wakeman, just, I mean, that's a musician like no other, you know. Uh, that was their area, and I, I think he lived there. Maybe. that's. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of musicians moving out there, they move in, and then they try. Uh, he's in Jamaica now, Jamaica yeah. and Ojai, I know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, how cool. Well, I mean, there's just mm-hmm. a hotbed. So do you see yourself, because you've got the cabin, at Windy Gap on the on the property, mm-hmm. do you see mm-hmm. yourself becoming like a the musician can stay in the cabin and then work on an album together? Like, do you see that happening? Oh yeah, I think that would be definitely uh, that would be definitely be a dream for the future. I mean, everything is still quite new out out here on on our little uh, vacation slash recording ranch. Um, so I didn't have the chance to do that yet, but yeah, I want to offer it for people that work with me on my music, as well as for people that I am uh, recording here and that, that you know just want to record out here. Or, for example, I had a whole um, CD that was recorded here by an acoustic guitarist, David uh, Travers from San Francisco, a friend of mine. He did his first album with me at my home studio at the time up there in the Bay Area and now at my studio here in Georgia. Yeah. He, cool. you know, he writes um, acoustic guitar arrangements of, you know, Beatles songs and pop songs that people know and stuff like this. And, you know, he's very good. So we did his whole album here and he stayed. He stayed here in those few days. So, yeah, I'm always looking how I can, you know, 
pool my resources for all of my businesses and all of my ideas and stuff like this. Yeah, of course. You go, Misha. He's got like this string yeah. of business. Yeah. Listen to him. Cool. Like, open that wallet. <laughs> just kidding. Just, but, you know, when I think of it, too, well, Iggy Pop was out there recording with Josh Holmes. I mean, hmm. there's stuff out of the – and they have a documentary coming out. Josh Holmes uh, put a documentary together, and I loved it because they showed the dirt with – all the ants going in, and I remember, I mean, there's some, this in the desert, I know I'm talking about bugs, and I'm not trying to freak people out, bugs but when cool. you are out in the desert, and you real, you see mm-hmm. the ecosystems on how everything works together so clearly, mm-hmm. in the, and, mm-hmm. and life does happen in the desert, and I don't think people realize that until they get out here, or they have to watch David Attenborough. Yeah. You know, yeah. Josh Holmes, I, I, it suggested that you watch David Attenborough first. Yeah. So you go and walk in the desert with the right attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so does the desert inspire your music? Um, absolutely. I think this whole, like, living out here, it inspires me. Um, you know, I like open spaces. I like the wildlife, mm-hmm. right? So I like to watch animals actually a little bit more than I like to watch human times, you know, because... I so... we agree. We're all... I think we <laughs> agree in there. Nancy, I don't, do you agree with that? Of course. Yeah. Well, there. The animals... So, well, you just did no, your post to your dog, so that's yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, no, it's very interesting to live out here, you know, and I think that a lot of musicians are indeed out here, even if I have not met all of them, but, you know, the same can happen in Los Angeles, you know. I mean, it can be mm-hmm. a desert there, too. You know, you yeah. you can just you can just not meet the people, or you you can't get those people that you want, or whatever it is. You can feel like in a in a desert there too. You know, I lived there for four years. It was a very good time. I was lucky to meet a lot of friends that I can still work with, and that I can still go see and record with and play with and ask for my shows and all of that. So that contact is very uh, strong uh, still. And um, I mean, it's only. T- a, a two two hour drive to the city if you really want to be there and do a certain thing you know so yeah I love it mm. and I love the space and I love um, you know this this the space that I have you know like working in my yard and looking at the mountains and stuff like this yeah I think it makes it easier to write music I think it does yeah mm. Michael because you you get inspired by the desert too with your of music. course I love the desert yeah there's something and Joshua Tree is a very special something about it. Mystical. Yeah. There's I an energy. Yeah. Yeah. Those trees are prehistoric. They are prehistoric, you know, and we have to save them. Yeah. You know, and they're just, they're so different from any other kind of tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're neat. Yeah. They're, I, I, I love where you're at. And, and I love the lizards. They're like mini the dinosaurs. Lizards. I know. That's it's the one so thing. so cool. You know, have you seen some of the, cra- like the chuckwallas? Have you seen that? Like oh, Nancy once when dude. she was working, there's a chuckwalla on her window, just like hanging on the screen. And it was like, uh-huh. what's this big thing? All of a sudden, this big shadow. That was so awesome. It's the shadow. Yeah. But um, have you had that happen? Yeah, I had a bunch of different lizards, actually, that um, I, I don't know their names, but, I mean, different kinds, small babies, mm. you know, and, and bigger ones trying to get in the window or literally scratching at the window for 10 minutes. I could take a whole video of this, you know, maybe oh, like 10-inch wow. lizard uh, just trying to get in. And uh, we found a baby lizard that had a really um, interesting skin very it, it looked very soft not very scaly it moved you know oh, the gecko. and we had it in gecko. the oh maybe it was the gecko it's a gecko so, yeah. it's got so like we... circles is it like circular yes, like yes. Cir- 
little yeah. leopard. It's a leopard a gecko. It's a leopard gecko. And they bark. Oh. They're cool. Yeah, they're barking. They're considered good luck if they're in your house. Yeah, they like to stick on oh. the ceilings. It's good down. for all your businesses, Misha. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're That's really awesome. Special. And you got to keep them so. around because they eat mosquitoes. Yeah, and look so at their cool. little feet. Their little okay. feet are like webs. Oh, well, I'm excited yep. for you. I want one in yeah. my little place. I miss so. little geckos. I'm just scared that the road <laughs> the roadrunner will get it because we have roadrunner that comes around the house quite yeah. a bit, yeah. and I think I they're mean fierce. those guys they get everything, you know. They do. They eat snakes, they're, so they're good. They're to have awesome. on your property. Would they over here? They get the quail. We've got hawks out here that yeah. are just they're going crazy. The hawks that we have, but yeah. the um, we have a Gila woodpecker out here. Nancy and I were having, oh, it was champagne Sundays, literally, sitting on our little patio, and the Gila woodpecker went on the building in the eaves and took out a baby bat and flew off with it, and the bat was squealing. It was terrible. It was like, meh, meh, and it was like, oh, my oh, God. I had no idea and they did that. It was like middle of the day, bright daylight, and they stole a bat. It was me. Mm-hmm. But now wow. we know that bats live under the eaves. Who? Yeah. Well, we have a lot of bats. So that's, this is cool. Okay. So, uh, do you, are you, As a charge nurse, you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I've seen on, on your Facebook and everyone, Misha Music on Facebook, that you've been doing mm-hmm. some gigs out. It, more like, is it like Palm Springs, the Quinta area? Um, well, I do a weekly uh, show here at the golf course in Yucca Valley. Oh, and really? That's, uh, I know what yeah, that is. So that, yeah, cool. that's... that's uh, a lot of fun. I think they re they redid that whole place just recently, like a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. They remodeled everything, and they have a pretty nice restaurant inside now. And every Thursday, uh, I have a jazz gig there, so it's me and drums and bass, and we do like jazz standards and stuff like that. And I also start uh, playing down the hill uh, quite a bit more in Palm Springs. Um, I had a weekly show at Woody's for a couple months. Um, they don't book us right now, but I hope it's going to come come uh, uh, back. And yeah, so I explore the area here and I try to get around. I'm starting to do uh, solo performances now, and I did one very interesting one um, a week ago at the 29 Palms Inn in uh, 29 Palms. Oh my God! Really oh nice. yeah, I know where. It's... Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, they I know have the a... people that own that. Oh, great. They have a great restaurant there, too. They have good food and everything. So I go there with my loop station, and then, you know, I set down a, um, a groove, and I record myself for, like, half a minute or a minute, how, however long the song goes. And yeah. I basically, I play that back, and I play on top of that. So that's a lot of fun. If you have figured out how it works, you can really build a whole song, you know, you you can make a drum sound and a bass sound and, you know, all of all on the guitar and just layer that and then basically at the end have a whole song going there. So I'm, I'm going to do that more often and you also That's don't have to split the pay with the bass player and the drummer, right? So <laughs> just kidding. There he is. He's back to the music. Okay, but when you're doing that, Misha, right? I don't. I watch musicians do it. Ryan David Orr has been on our show, does that. He goes off and he builds, builds his music and I've seen 
on Jam in the Van, a lot of musicians mm-hmm. who do this. And that's a whole other mm-hmm. art form. And all I know is I would never be able to do it. You know why? Because I drink too much champagne. There's no oh, way I would be able to keep track of all of those. Trends. No mm-hmm. way. Uh-uh. I'm, no. I'm, I'm good it at is, a lot of other things, but not that. Uh-huh. That's too hard. It, it, is, it is not super easy. And I had this uh, loop station for a while, actually years before I would feel comfortable now to really go out because now I know that I can hit those buttons in the good timing and I can get those grooves, you know, because there's nothing worse if you are, you know, you want to go to like a five-layer song on your loop station, but in layer two, there's something that really doesn't groove at all. And then you have to either like work your way back or start, you know, Mm. or stop the song and start over. So it can be very tricky. You have to be sure that you can you know, stay groovy with those repetitions, with those loops from the beginning, because there's nothing worse than being stuck with, like, a groove that's not groovy for, like, five minutes on stage, you know. I mean, that's, that's, that's wow. really difficult. So. I would need champagne yeah. for that. <laughs> you know, oh. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, Lisa and I used to sell these fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 organs for musical a music organs. store. Musical yeah, organs, musical everybody. Organs for a store. And they had buttons, presets, they called them, that you could touch while you're playing a song and the strings would come in and they'd play whatever you're yeah, playing. Yeah, like a keyboard. Yeah. yeah, and different presets. Then then you could have wind instruments and all this and it and all of a sudden you're playing with this entire orchestra. You however, as you're adding the layers, you learned that you can't just call in the strings and have them play something that strings normally would not play. Exactly. Because it sounds really weird. Like if you call in a oboe, it better be what an oboe physically could play. And do. Yeah, because, and it got complicated. And the more you put in, the worse it sounds. So then you started backing out and saying, okay, it was okay until I put this in and back off and back off because of the different layers of instruments. Because, I mean, the organ would just play it. Whether you, you could just touch it, walk away, get a drink, and come back, and it's still playing. <laughs> Well, well, I have a question. Speaking of instruments, we know you're a guitar extraordinaire. Did at what age did you first pick up a guitar, and was that your first instrument? What, did where did he go? Oh no. Well, okay. Can you back? I'm back. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> From outer so, space. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, that comes along with like living out here. Sometimes your phone uh, uh, drops and you have to reconnect. So I'm sorry about that. We have no okay. idea about that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. But okay, okay. Michael, no, that's fine. Yes. I, I, I was asking. Yeah. Uh, at what age uh, did mm-hmm. you pick up the guitar? And was that your first? Is that the first instrument you learned to play? Yeah, I was the first, and it was at age nine. So I remember wow. I used to go to those uh, youth groups, and there was always this one guy had, that had a guitar around the campfire, and he could uh-huh. sing all those songs. So I was like, wow, you know, that's so great. There's <laughs> one person who can ent- who can entertain, you know, everybody with just a guitar. Right. So, and, you know, and you can take it everywhere and stuff like this. So I started at the age of nine. And, um, um, but the funny thing was that I really didn't enjoy uh, learning to read music, you know, that didn't just, it didn't make a a lot of sense 
to me and stuff like mm-hmm. this. So I learned how to read it, but I would actually learn from my ear and from watching mm-hmm. the fingers of my guitar teacher for years. You know, I would just ask wow. him, can you play that for me again? And he was like, okay, I can play that for you again. <laughs> and then I was, you know, <laughs> I would just watch his fingers for the longest time. Um, but then later on, especially when I went to study jazz guitar in the Netherlands, right, I, of course, I had to be up to par with, um, you know, my reading skills. And that's when I also picked up more instruments. So... Mm-hmm. I learned to play the uh, piano as part of my studies. I had to do that, and um, because you have to have a second inst- um, instrument, um, uh-huh. if you do those master studies that I did, and I also uh, bought a, a bass guitar, right? And a good friend of mine was a drummer, and we shared a rehearsal room. So I would sit down at his drums, you know, uh, often. Yeah. sometimes and 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 learn the drums too so right now i'm kind of where i can produce a full song and play everything yeah, yeah. So i can do everything but then, and it's still great to to ask a real drummer you know to play it of course but mm. you know i'm i can write down drum ideas i can play it for uh people i can play the bass guitar so you know just what what you need to to um make it happening that's it yeah yeah and i love it because you've got like this warmth of bendy's bendy notes and that flying skill and i think when you you hear of how people get to learn all these instruments and you hear jazz and then a lot of us will go oh it's 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 there's a warmth that has to happen to those qualities you know what i mean you can learn things technically but you bring this Mm -hmm. warmth into it and the bendy's and that's what i the bendy's I'm not talking about the bends, people. I'm talking about like you got the hawk flying. You can't mm-hmm. you can't make that feeling because I think that's so mm-hmm. amazing about your albums. We play double take all the time and and wings of fire. We still mm-hmm. play that too because I mean these are all great tracks and each one has mm-hmm. its vibe. But when you're traveling and I think that double take takes you into different places. It really does. Mm-hmm. It takes you in this um, as an album. It takes you to different places in the country. And it's up. Everybody can have their own thing about it, but I think that's a really amazing quality to have. And I think it's interesting because you weren't born and raised here, but you come over here. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it takes that for us Americans, Especially. born and bred Americans, I should say, to remember mm-hmm. what our country is about, the, the different flavors and textures we have, what the South mm-hmm. is like, Austin is like, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it's. It's a good wake-up call. I mean, you can you can visually <laughs> see things differently every time you play one mm-hmm. of your songs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see awesome. something different yeah. in my mind, mm-hmm. which is I, cool. Yeah. It's always fresh. Yeah. That's, that's very good to hear, and that's a little bit what I want to go for. You know, I mean, mm. um, as we start, you know, we started out um, saying that my music doesn't have any lyrics. Most of the time, mm-hmm. which I, I also have stuff that, you know, I wrote with uh, lyrics and everything and I had other people sing it. Um, but um, I think that, you know, as an instrumentalist, you have a chance to really like um, give a vibe. And then depending on the listener, they can have their own story along with it. You know, it's basically just mm-hmm. an yeah, enhancement awesome. of, of so, you know, it's just like, you know, some people drink a glass of wine, the other, you know, whatever, smoke some, something, and the third <laughs> person <laughs> listens to some music to open his mind and to help his thoughts along, you know, 
flying out of the window and exploring the world. So, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's really what I love about America. And, you know, those melodies, when I write, I just write um, and I forget all my formal training and everything. And then as soon as it rings true to me, then I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I have to go and I have to find out, okay, what notes are this actually? You know, what chord is it? You know, how do I write it down? But it, it you know, it definitely comes from the feeling uh, first and then from the technical mm. part later yeah for sure when when you when when you when you're getting ready to record do you do you hear the guitar in your head like um uh or does it just kind of happen as you go along um i hear pretty much yeah it does make sense because i i i, I do hear for sure, all the rhythm guitars, everything that builds uh-huh. the song. But when it comes to the lead guitar, I, of course, I know the melody, but I try to be inspired in the moment and do some, like a vocalist would do, you know, some notes a little longer with a little bit more um, expression right. than others, you know, stuff like this. But And, and when it comes to the solos, um, I really like to work on a certain solo even if it's only 16 bars or eight like a couple hours in a row and just hit the red button over mm-hmm. and over and over again and go like deeper into that zone every time like okay what can i do with those 16 bars yeah and yeah. um usually usually at the end of a couple hours i come up with something that i really like and it's also mostly one take Mo- sometimes i have to go oh, okay and i like the last couple notes better or i slipped at the very end or something like this okay so i can cut that together but um i i try to i try to make you know make it perfect and that it sounds good and it's you know it's not really fair it's like you are in a ski slalom and you get as many runs as you want and the fastest time that you can possibly have and you have a whole day to ski it right so it's like that Uh but i think um (laughs) i i think that's uh that the, that the audience likes likes it that it's all live and all like one piece. So I didn't go in and yeah, like steal yeah. two notes from here and so so and then again other uh, people work months on a CD and if I take a couple of hours for one solo, I think that's you know fair enough. So yeah, that's how 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 I go about it. So I hear everything up until this very solo pretty much in my head before I start recording. Interesting. Right yeah. on. Yeah. And now, is there wine involved? Because <laughs> it's time for your champagne <laughs> toast, Misha. And then we got to play Talisman. I love Talisman so much. And, awesome. Uh, I, I can't wait for everyone to hear that. Um, and everyone, you know, we've been playing uh, Misha's music on the show for years. And uh, I'm excited to have two new tracks because, like, we're, we're yep. waiting for another album, like a full big one. Is that coming? Yeah. Like, just saying. Yeah, that's going to come in spring. And uh, now with the mini album, yeah, I have um, uh, strengthened my connection again with uh, Stu Ham. Um, that's, cool. That was on um, Summer Snow. And he's going to be on my full album. And my dream is going to be to do it with uh, Chad Wackerman. That was on my last oh, album. Nice. Who's just my favorite drummer in the world. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's really yeah. so good. I know now there are tons of really good people out there, but he just really hits like m- my vibe, like in the center, like every time. I don't know how he does it. So I would really like to have him and Stu. And I would like to go back to 
Sunset Sound to Hollywood to do the drum recordings and the bass and stuff like this and all the basics. So fingers crossed because if that works out um, and I have all the stuff uh, written by spring, which I will, then it's going to be the uh, best album yet, I think. Cool. Excellent. I'm so excited to hear that. All of us are. So um, what is your toast? What are you happy about? Lizards and well, finagaroos. <laughs> and geckos. No, I'm, I actually just want to toast to you guys. And I'm, I think it's so great that you have me back on the show for years now and that I always get a chance to talk about my stuff for a few minutes. And um, even though I didn't have any wine yet because I wanted to stay clear for you guys, I will have some <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, so, good. Uh, well, I will go ahead. No, I was going to say so that it's bad now that we're drinking champagne that we're not clear-headed for you. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. That's all good. <laughs> but thank you. Mm. All right, yeah. Thank you for that. That's you know, we appreciate it. And we you know, mm-hmm. the thing is Nancy and I just, you know, there's a thing music to us takes care of the world, you know. When everybody mm-hmm. has their difference in opinions or anything, you know, at the end of the day, listen to a good piece of music. You know, I would say that about mm-hmm. wine, but not everybody drinks wine and not everybody should. So to me, it is about <laughs> music, and it takes everything. It just, if if the world had no music, like, really, that would suck. Like, And so that's why yeah, I think music I to imagine. me is so mm-hmm. no, that crucial to bridge gaps, to make no. us feel good, make us think, and keep that creative thinking going. Creativity is mm-hmm. key to everything, to running mm-hmm. businesses, to, you know, communication. To taxes. <laughs> yeah, taxes. Taxes and, and, and uh, creativity is really good, and wine and at that point. But if if yeah. I ever pick up a paintbrush again, which I will, I know we're I, talking I've about done yeah. wildlife. Now my next step would be to do music and musicians because mm. it's so close oh, wow. to wildlife. Yeah, no, it's, she's, it's right there to me. It's you can the, see what our front covers of the magazines are going to be now. Like, yeah, even if no, it's a national park, there's a musician playing on the top of, yeah. like, <laughs> Half Dome in Yosemite. <laughs> no, there's, oh, there's I like that. It's about the vibrations. It's, about it's the, the vibrations, vibrations yeah. man. Good it vibrations. People right? together. It's, it their, it's the same thing to me almost. All right, guys, we got to play Talisman. Mm-hmm. Everyone, right. MishaMusic.com is the website to go to. He's on Facebook and Twitter. Misha. Your Airbnb site, how do people find Windy Gap, the cabin at Windy Gap? Yeah, you can just Google the cabin at Windy Gap Airbnb, and it will pull right up. So, um, and you'll get a music lesson if you go book. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can book me along with the cabin. Um, but, yeah, so there's only, one, there's only one cabin at Windy Gap, so you will find it very easy on uh, Google. All right. Thank you so much, Misha. We'll be in touch. All right. We'll keep Thank in touch. Thank you, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Happy, happy Champagne <laughs> bye Sundays, bye. everyone. Here it is, Talisman. All right. All right. 